0: Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about. I'll be home for Christmas
1: You can plan on me Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Hey, buddy, what are you doing? What's up there, brother? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and a very hey, merry you, Christmas time to you all. <laughs> all of our good oh, friends you. in Internet Radio Land. <laughs> tis the season. Tis, tis the season in Internet Radio Land. <laughs> three two one internet baby hey, hey. to all of our fine friends and family out there welcome to the the season special <laughs> yes indeed special intro music
0: special outro music
1: yes yes indeed 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 you know and, and you I, I, I honestly was thinking about this i was mm-hmm. like god dude we like am I the are you feeling like Christmas this year has kind of come up and bit you in the butt
0: uh I thought that I was doing good with it like bought stuff early and then now I'm like shit but there's some i i'm I have the impossible gift that I have to try to get ah and uh it's very hard to find it's a electronic gaming console
1: mm.
2: and I'm
0: not willing to pay well over the retail price to get it and okay just,
1: i have a line it's the line you <laughs> you've drawn a line yeah i'm not yeah i'm not gonna well you double. have to you, you, i mean let's be reasonable here you have to you have to you know i mean i i don't I, you know it's kind of funny um you know it, it's kind of funny uh you know christmas time I feel like Christmas in the Wallace house is, you know, it's special. It's a special time of year, but it's also in a way, very stereotypical. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, well, i gonna be honest you, with you. My have, wife buys I, all the gifts. Okay.
0: That's fine. But has she bought the PJs for this year?
1: Oh, oh, that's that's a complete dilemma, dude. Oh my goodness. We have had, you know, in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, the great Jack White, uh, you know, uh, supply chain crisis. Have you seen the, have you seen his, his new tour? Yes. Yeah. And that's what, that's what his tour is called. The supply chain crisis. (laughs) Like it's perfect, but no, no. The, uh, the traditional, uh, Christmas PJ, uh, thing in the Wallace house, Oh, the, the the supply chain has thrown a wrench into those works. Um, yeah, Jennifer ordered pajamas for everyone back in like October. They're still not here. Hmm. Buy American, my friend. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> like that. Like, hey, that's, you 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 live by the sword, you die by the sword. And if you're gonna <laughs> order a freaking. You know, and just like everything else that everybody's waiting for, our Christmas pajamas are probably on a container off the coast of California. I just am guessing, you know, that's just spitballing here. Just guessing. That's probably I I don't know. Maybe she went on like Wish or something and ordered freaking pajamas for Christmas. I don't I'm joking. I don't think she went on Wish, but they obviously they were made somewhere by small, probably small Asian hands, you know, small children. (laughs) made our Christmas pajamas, and we're not hence, even going to be able to wear them on Christmas. Hence uh, the lack of PlayStation 5s in America. Well, Exactly, exactly. I mean, the, those little those little Chinese hands can only work so fast, you know, to bring us our our, our, our joy and excitement on Christmas Day. Um,
0: so first, first, or no, not technically, I don't know, they were so young the last time, but for the grandkids, uh, I would count it myself the first like real
1: christmas. oh no absolutely i mean that's and that's thing. They,
0: they were like you know super infants
1: well one, i mean and one of them cool. wasn't even one of them wasn't even born yet i mean yeah there you go yeah you know rowan wasn't born until five days after christmas was over you know she celebrated this you know last new year's was the first new year's for both of the grandkids uh but Again, like I say, this you're absolutely right. I mean, dude, when they're infants, they're newborns, like that. I mean, it's really kind of hard to like, hey, you know, like you're gonna buy. I mean, obviously, you're gonna buy stuff because you know the parents need stuff, um, and of course, everybody goes absolutely batshit over you know baby clothes and baby everything. Um, I think that I have basically decided that I'm officially going to just stick my head in the sand. Um and pretend like I just don't even care how much money we have spent this holiday season. Because I really have a feeling like if I knew like I know how much I've spent, but if I really went through and like found out how much money my wife has spent on this Christmas, I would probably be physically ill. Um but
0: You can't take it with you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's... It's Christmas, man. You know, and like you say, it's the first. It's the kid's first real Christmas. So it's not. It's sort of like, uh, you know, what are you going to be like? Don't do that. It's like
0: when, when you when you in the will, you say I'm leaving. Debt. You, you remember that Christmas? Yeah. You guys. Yeah. yeah. Them, right.
1: Yeah. Right. That. Exactly. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, um, but no, I mean, I think that, uh, I, and there's certain things that I don't know. Like you, know, everybody sort of. You, everybody sort of have has ups. And some of those hang-ups are, like, sort of the way we were raised. Um, Jennifer's big thing is that, like, with the kids, that, like, everybody has to get the same amount of shit. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, everybody has to have the same number of gifts. Because God forbid that one of the kids gets crazy gift and then has to... Right, and then start like is is like watching other people open gifts, and they have nothing yeah, but, to open. But,
0: but gifts are age specific, so like, you know, as they gotten older, the, the the gifts start getting more expensive. So like,
1: no, that's true, if want, absolutely. If,
0: if kid wants some freaking AirPods. That's that's two hundred dollars out of the budget yeah. already
1: for one thing. Yep. Oh, dude, it is very true. I I will tell you, and that doesn't stop. I mean, I, I know it does stop. I know it does stop. I mean at some point. But I mean even dude, even my kids like you know the the Madison's fiance, you know, Parker and and you know, Kenzie's boyfriend Cody. I mean, dude, these boys we put it out there like, "Hey, you guys need to give us Christmas lists." And I'm dude, some of the stuff on those lists, I was like, "Yikes." Uh, okay. <laughs> like okay. You have a you know. job. Right. I mean, but, uh, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. It'll be a great time. My I'm, in-laws, my in-laws are actually, cause you're traveling. Yeah. You, are you guys, uh,
0: remotely streaming from the driveway? From oh, Texas.
1: Okay, cool. So, I mean, so you're actually, you're, you're in the lone star state. Yes. Yes. The stars at night are big and bright.
0: Yeah. Well, no, the weather is, the weather's like, It's, I got there yesterday and it was like 44. Yeah. And then next Saturday or this coming up Saturday, it's going to be 86.
1: Oh shit. Okay.
0: You know, what could go wrong?
1: Um, Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's weird, man. Like I remember having Halloween, Halloween. I remember having Christmas out in uh, Hawaii and Malakalikimaka, okay? Yeah. I get it. Uh, but it was weird. It was just strange. I mean, the whole, like, getting... Like, you're talking about, like, getting As strange
2: up. strange it
0: was in San Diego? Because you were in San Diego.
1: Yeah, San Diego was weird, too. Because, I mean, at least yeah, it was cooler, you know? But still, it wasn't... There certainly was no snow. Um, but I mean, it didn't cooler
0: meaning oh it's 68 right
1: exactly that it was like yeah. in the 50s or something you know what i mean like okay maybe it was in the 60s during the day uh it's supposed to snow christmas day here so I've Ooh, been in... it's christmas i've been here yes.
0: and it's been super hot which like upper 70s lower 80s which is going to be this year uh i've been here where it's iced yeah uh, they used to have this um This old car, I think they still have it, but it's called Frank Paras Chevrolet. And they always had this thing that if it snowed on Christmas Day, if you bought a car within like a couple of days of Christmas and it snowed, then you got the car for free.
1: No way. Yes. That's pretty freaking cool.
0: It never snowed. And people were like, no, that's ice. That's ice.
1: That's That's ice. ice. That's not
0: snow. That's not snow. We
1: said Uh... snow. Uh, uh, well, you know but i mean dude we because we got snow the other we got snow saturday night here and it wasn't a ton no i know but i'm just saying like it was the first time that i had to actually break out like the plow
2: Ah, you know so, so
1: i i got i got the four-wheeler out with the plow and i got about half of it done before it broke um and then i had to get the shovel and I was reminded of why it is so essential that you have the proper equipment to move the snow.
0: You because know what the, the shoveling... proper
1: equipment for you is, Gunny? A fucking
0: flamethrower. Be a man.
1: No shit. That would be fucking bomb, dude.
0: Be a man. I mean, if I could just go
1: out there and just melt the shit. Yeah. No, that's a good when idea. You,
0: when, you, when you can't fix something, throw a wrench. Be a man. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> No, if you I mean,
0: an ice cube on the ground, kicking under the refrigerator. It mess. really, it really, for a
1: minute, for uh, when that, when it stopped working, you know, because this bar that I have on the the blade on the on the plow is like, you know, there's a pulley system and whatever, and it, this thing broke, and I, for a second, I thought to myself, man, I just need to go to the fucking, I need to go to Lowe's and get myself a snowblower, you know, just like, and and there are a lot of money. I don't want to drop that kind of money, and I know that the four wheeler, it will work. Have faith, Wallace, just do the thing, you know, but uh, yeah, shoveling snow sucks. I, oh, yeah, fan. I, I spent one fan. winter
0: in Chicago without a snowblower and I was like, never again.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're like, nope, never nope. Again. Like I, I, I had to shovel about half my driveway and I got to the <laughs> point where I was like, I've got four wheel drive. Why am I doing this? Like, fuck this you know so, you and know. i've got and i've got and i've got deicer that i could just throw all over the freaking driveway It melts everything.
0: Yep. D De- is that what it's called up there, deicer?
1: I don't know. It's not salt. It's like some they're like little white pellets. I don't know oh, what the right. hell it is.
0: Uh in up in the Midwest they call it melt. Yeah. got to get a bag of melt.
1: Oh no, I mean they might call it ice melt, but they're not just going to call it melt at least melt. here, you know. But it it's fucking cold. I mean, I will say that. Today was cold. Got up this morning. I think it was about 13 degrees. Yep, uh, and I don't so think they, I don't. I don't think it got over freezing today. So, so
0: just FYI, they do make a flamethrower for snow.
1: Well, I got to figure that out. If, if there's a way that you I can buy purchase... Amazon
0: 59.99, dude.
1: <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Do you know how fucking tits that would be,
0: dude? First of all, number one, you got to. Uh, get a pair of your old, in, your camis, and cut yeah. them into shorts, right? Right. And yeah. then you wear, then you wear your boots, the shorts, right? You, like you cut off the sleeves. You have a fucking backpack. You, right. you kind of look like the one dude from, uh, from Running Man a little bit,
1: you know. <laughs> you look like a You look like a freaking. You look like what the hell was his name? Hacksaw Duggan from freaking, uh, was it? Was it Hacksaw? That yeah, was Hacksaw. in uh, in Predator.
0: Yeah, and so oh no
1: no 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 that was uh the Who governor was it? Minnesota. Oh, it was it was uh it was uh Jesse Fred. Ventura. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. So when he, so when he when he goes to hand everybody like the freaking chewing tobacco and nobody yeah. wants it and he looks around he's like nothing but a bunch of slack dog faggots around here. <laughs> or <laughs> I ain't
0: got time to bleed.
1: I ain't got time to bleed.
0: You're bleeding.
1: I ain't got time. I to got bleed. time to bleed. Yeah. Yeah. But he had that chain gun. You,
0: you got to have the, the the chewed up fucking half sm- smoked cigar. Oh, you I go know. Up there, yep.
1: And yep. then
0: and then. Dun, 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 dun.
1: <sighs> yeah, exactly. Just fucking melt the shit. <laughs> Dude, go. how fucking awesome would that be? Um, super awesome. That's how awesome it would be. Super awesome. Yes.
0: So, so yeah, so we made it in last night. Two days driving. Okay. Stayed in Birmingham, Alabama with a retired chief musician, Tommy Horner. It was fucking awesome. Very cool. His wife made us a baked ham, scalloped potatoes, uh, homemade mac and cheese, and uh, had homemade apple pies. I had bourbon. It was amazing.
1: Oh, unfortunately,
0: we had to get up at like five o'clock in the morning the next day.
1: Oh, that sucks.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it's two 12-hour days of driving. We made it here, slept in, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's the first time my, my parents met my son.
1: Oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, dude. Oh, so course, over the moon. You know, yeah, dude, I can imagine. They've got to be going crazy.
0: So a couple <laughs> of things, you know, when you, when you go home, you start reminiscing and driving around like, Oh, whatever. So this morning, for some reason we were trying to. Uh, uh, like grandkids and
1: all that stuff, right? So let me like, tell you. Okay. These the numbers
0: are sounding. They're sounding. You ready?
1: Yes. So
0: you know, from my parents alone, there are 45 kids, grandkids, great grandkids. And we actually have a, great great and a great great great
1: no way
0: yes so we have we have six generations on this planet right now and i tried to tell my mom and dad how rare that is because like five is pretty like holy shit right oh sure
1: no absolutely
0: but but six and i looked it up i I, in front of them i went i was like all right six generations family and like there's one the first thing popped up was in england like family six generations of family in england in england in yeah. one family period yeah. wow that's crazy because my that, my grandma not here i'm like we gotta get a picture like
1: well yeah <laughs> no because i mean that was that was the thing is that you know back when the kids were newborns obviously jennifer's grandmother came to visit and everything and she passed away this past summer but i mean she was still around in the spring and we were getting pictures of her like with the grandkids and she was their great, great grandmother. You know, so you're talking, that was five generations. And that to me is insane. I mean, five generations alone having six. Wow. And you're talking about this is from your parents.
0: Oh, well, I mean, it, my, obviously my grand, my grandmother.
1: Oh, right? I see. Okay. And then my dad Yep. yep.
0: and then my sister, her yep. daughter, her daughter, and then her son.
1: That's freaking crazy, dude. So wow.
0: 97 to like 2 years old. Huh. years.
1: amazing, generation.
0: amazing. Yeah, dude, that, you know, it's like wow. Like I'll I'll text you a picture. Um we have all the stockings for every kid through great 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 great.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's very so cool.
0: The, the entire wall is nothing but stockings. Right. And then my my mom and dad's hangs over the fireplace.
1: Yeah, we've got to. Uh, that's that's the that's the final piece to this whole thing is the stocking stuffers. Uh, Jennifer gotcha. Jennifer's really got a thing for stocking stuffers.
0: Did you do fruit?
1: I don't think she usually. My mother did. I don't think Jennifer does. Yeah, that. Yeah, my
0: actually. mom does fruit too, like an orange or an apple. Or down banana. in the
1: toe, got to put that down okay. in the toe. Yeah, yeah, it makes it look puffier. Yeah, well, I mean, it gives Sometimes it. am just like fruit. Yeah. Nah, I mean, whatever. Nothing wrong with an old. Nothing wrong with an orange, on Christmas morning. Dude, you
0: just, know? Do, just do like, uh, you know, ten dollar Starbucks gift cards.
1: Ten dollar Starbucks gift card to fill it out. Just fill it out with those gift cards. <laughs>
0: just, yeah, just slap it in
1: there. Yeah. So, like I say, oh, dude, and ah, uh, this is the big thing, is Christmas dinner. Christmas yeah. dinner, dude. I go to the store.
0: You you fucked up again, like, like
1: oh no again. oh no 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 no, 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 dude. I go to the store and they had standing rib roasts for wow. sale. The end of and and that's where
0: you are with rib roasts.
1: Oh, dude, we that's that's really. I mean, there we haven't done it every year, but that really is like sort of a Wallace family tradition. Like growing up, my mother always made a standing rib roast for Christmas dinner. Um, Thanksgiving turkey. Where, where uh, are you guys, Chris in the cast of Mad Men. <laughs> basically, yes, yes, yes. Um, dude, I could show you pictures of my old man back in his back in his heyday, back in like I don't know, uh, what, mid, the he, mid the mid sixties. Did,
0: did he wear the short sleeve uh, button up with a tie?
1: No, my dad. Well, there's probably pictures of him wearing that somewhere. Did he
0: drink Manhattans?
1: No, no. My father was a beer guy and and scotch. Um, but I there, dude. I know that there are pictures around of my old man, you know, wearing that G man freaking suit. Yeah, you know, traveling (laughs) around. Like, dude, my old man worked for this. My my old man, like back in the '60s, worked for a company that sent him around the world, like helping to install or establish uh, radar stations. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to say new governments. Because
1: no no, 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 no. Well, this was probably in support of new governments. <laughs> like right, my yeah. fa- Dude, I remember my father, I, when, when my dad passed away, my, my sister had a bunch of his old shit, and she actually found his passport. And it was kind of crazy. Like some of the places that my dad, like my dad had been to fucking Libya.
0: Yeah, look at this. My dad went to Cuba. What yeah, man, that was the same day as the, as
1: the Bay of Pigs. As the Bay of Pigs, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, a coincidence. No shit, like, dude, like, he went to fucking, like, went to Libya to, like, you know, fuck, because he was an engineer, like, went to Libya to, like, install these radar, like, missile. Thanks, di- thanks mi- for the help, Omar. Yeah, you know, seriously, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. And I'm like, oh, so, uh, Muammar Gaddafi, uh, maybe, who knows? But, you know, <laughs> it's totally like that thing, you know. But my hey, whole point yeah. is, dude, this freaking standing rib roast, I got the steel of the century on it. As we know, beef is extraordinarily expensive right now, right? Dude, this cut of meat was originally priced at $249. $250 for a piece of meat. You got Jeremy. it for nine ninety nine. dollars 99 Dude, I got it for 100 bucks. Wow. Dude, I, no, it was one ten. it was one, it was like one ten. I saved $138 on this piece of meat and And don't get me wrong.
0: And you know what? They made a hundred dollars off of it.
1: Well, of course they did. (laughs) You know, and I'm totally like, uh, dude, this is, this freaking roast is huge. And I'm going to sous vide that bitch. Oh dude, Um, it's going in the sous vide for like eight hours. How
0: many pounds? How many pounds?
1: Almost 14.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to steal.
1: You know, all like, right. I mean, this is prime rib, dude, you know, prime rib. I'm going to steam I'm going to sous vide it for eight hours. Then I got to throw it in an ice bath and then I got to put it all. I got to cover it all with butter compound with like rosemary and garlic and then put it in the oven for like 15 minutes at 475. Get that crust going on it. Son, it is going to knock socks off. It's so- going to be delicious.
0: So not to be prejudged, but uh, my dad no judge, no in, judgment here. No, well, my dad put in an order for like I'd say about two hundred tamales. Really? <laughs> oh yeah!
1: Holy shit!
0: For for uh,
1: you're gonna have a huge brew over there.
0: Oh, dude, I I would say about thirty of the forty five at least. Oh, so on Christmas like, Day? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, we do the uh, the 24th, Christmas Eve.
1: Oh, so you do the dinner thing on Christmas Eve?
0: Yeah, and then, and then you know, because uh, all the other in-laws, you know, get the other factions of the, of the family.
1: Yeah. Factions. The factions. factions. The yeah, yeah, yeah. S- the sects. It's always been, sect.
0: like, uh, at our house Christmas Eve. Hmm. But, hey, man, sometimes that party goes...
1: Or late. Well yeah. I mean Plus you can't stay up.
0: You
1: can't you can't stay up too late though. Yeah, you can. No, you can't because Santa Claus is gonna see you up, he's not gonna come.
0: Well, sometimes. It just depends. How
1: the no. Story goes. no. Santa knows. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So he knows, that means he knows when to come around. I, it's
1: what I'm saying. You just don't want to make, he's got a lot of work to do that night. So you gotta be kind, time. be kind. Yeah. He freezes time. He freezes time. He freezes time.
0: So yeah. right, I have to, we have a special guest.
1: A special guest.
0: Yeah. It's not the text. It Technically I texted him to come over, but so technically it's a text message, but he's here live with me inside the car. Ah, you can could probably hear him a little bit because he's like he wants to get in the conversation. Okay, <laughs> but my best friend from back home, oh. Alan Thurman. Hey, what? Right. Hey. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: yes! Welcome to the program, You've been Alan.
0: Even at the bit, chopping to like <laughs> talk. And I'm like, dude, we gotta do our intro first. Like, we gotta, we gotta set the the stage. I got yeah. jokes,
1: man. <laughs> I got jokes,
0: dude. He was, he was, he was like, he's texting me like jokes that he would been, he would have been making while we're talking about shit.
2: And I'm like, I don't know, No, We no, quiet, we quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you just oh got in.
1: <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so, so, so very God. very cool
0: treated as if he was a text message of destiny but not
1: really like but he's sort of beer. actually live there with you it's almost yeah, almost like live studio but we're mobile drinking studio drinking beer in my car oh that's a, special <laughs> that's a special kind of hang that's a special kind of hang when you're in the car with the beers
0: it's pretty awesome
1: that is we're pretty awesome
0: there, literally right in front of some our neighbors across the street with the, were staring at the state flag of texas just blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> just blowing. <through> the- <laughs> Look at that. That's perfect. That's is picturesque. Perfect. Right it now.
1: Is. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Texas so state you know, flag. Week of Christmas. I mean, God, who could ask for anything more? try,
0: dude. My dad. Oh. God bless him. Seventy. This man, seventy-four years old. Um. La- like last week purchases a Dodge TRX. They call it the T-Rex. It is a truck. It is a truck that has a Hellcat 700 horsepower engine in it. Oh
2: my god. It, it is
0: a truck that has a Bilstein like $12,000 like suspension uh, 35 inch tires super wide and does 0 to 60 in 4 seconds.
1: And you're not allowed to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 dude, I, I can hey dad well, first could, of all dad, dad could i why drive, you would drive? I drive some,
0: why would i drive something that's slower than what i already have
1: oh <laughs> shut up it's not even about that come on alan you know that's true
2: i, I do and i've already you said do. if we were to drag race i'd just swerve over at him so he'd hit the brakes
1: well, there you, exactly that thing's got an intimidation factor that your electric oh, car oh God, does not dude. have
0: What's what's the better part is what I said this morning. I was like, Dad, you know what's the best thing about your truck? He's like, What's that? And I'm like, It, it it's a badass truck with a Hellcat engine, but it's got a handicapped thing hanging from the fucking middle. That
1: is totally awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it
2: really is out, like you know? Oh my
0: god, it's hanging in there right now.
1: <laughs> that is so cool, dude.
0: <laughs> and it's red. It's bright fucking red. Pull dude. me over red. Yeah, pull me over red. Um, oh my god we started it up and it was like uh it's supercharged it's a supercharged motor so it's got that oh
1: whoop! did it do it did that whole thing it's got like the the intake or whatever
0: yeah dude it's it yeah it's well, right now so the the shitty thing is is that it's in its break-in period so you can't like it's only got a hundred miles on it so there's like certain like first 300 miles you can't do this first 500 and then a thousand. Once you get past a thousand, then you can get on it.
1: Well, then get on it. Well, we got we go put a thousand miles on that thing in no time. In a week?
2: Yeah, I could do it tonight.
1: <laughs> you could do it tonight.
2: I'm serious.
1: You could do 900 <laughs> miles tonight. We'll do tonight.
2: Easily. Yeah,
0: we can go to fucking Austin and back. Oh. Yeah, but you, yeah. but dude, <laughs> we're tra-
1: but 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 the thing is, you're talking about 900 miles at 45 miles an hour. That's a long uh, day.
2: 70. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: You can't drive over forty five miles an hour for the first thousand miles. <laughs> oh no, shit! You're,
0: a Jeep guy. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah man, I've, I've really- got that. I've got that. Uh, that, un- uh, that 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 uh, unlimited freaking Wrangler. I had a. I, I, ha- I had a regular Wrangler years ago, but now I got the four door thing here with the soft top. Well,
2: do you miss your four liter, your
1: 4.0? Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, yeah. I mean, the one that I had before was a 92. Dude, that Jeep was the fucking tits, man. He, it, he had it, had it, it was Oh, the dude, the whole there. yeah, the whole thing was stripped out, and it was just rhino-lined. And you know what? You know,
0: and and then he didn't tell me when he was selling it.
1: Yeah, dude, I freaking... I, well, I thought you
2: were friends.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, it freaking... It, it I would have bought worked. that thing in a heartbeat. Ugh, it like it needed work, and I was like, "Ah, God, do I really feel like putting the money into like?" It needed a new clutch, new brakes, freaking all this shit. Whatever.
2: The answer is always yes.
1: Oh, I know. I mean, there it, it, it was some rust going on. The cra- dude, you want to know what the one of the crazy things about that Jeep was, though, is that it was a fucking import. From it was from it was from Canada. Everything eh? in everything in it, everything in it was in kilometers.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It was fucking weird, but the guy that I bought it from had bought it. He he had, he had been living in Wisconsin, had bought it from a dude who had brought it from Canada. And then he had let, he had driven it out to, to Colorado. Um, but it was a soft top, you know, uh, like I say, the the time that that thing spent out in California didn't really do it a lot of good. The, the dry rot out there, man, do you guys deal with a lot of that out out in Texas?
2: Luckily, no, because humidity is so high. Really? Yeah, dude. Southern California,
1: to God.
2: Myself. Yeah. Oh, Alan lived in San Diego. I lived in Ocean Beach.
1: Oh, okay. So you know.
2: Well, yeah, I got a suntan on Christmas. I know all about that shit.
1: Oh fuck yeah, dude. I mean, it was like I say, it was it was it sucked because like the soft top that I had on it, the dry rot was so bad that it literally rotted the stitching in the soft top. So I had to actually go through and like restitch all of the fucking seams and everything. It was just wild. I mean, I had a point where the, the valve stems on, on my fucking tires literally just fell off.
2: Yeah, we because bought Because the humidors. rubber
1: fucking dry rotted.
2: Yeah, we bought humidors for our contraband.
1: <laughs> well, well thought out. Well thought out. <laughs> so yeah, no, like I say, man, freaking that's awesome, dude. It sounds like your old man got a freaking bitchin' ride.
2: It is so. I'm telling you that pull, as soon as I heard it was pulling over red, I just laughed like no other.
1: <laughs> dude, I'm like, yeah, dude. That that's that's pretty freaking slick. That's cool though. That's I, cool. I'm
0: seeing your video because I, I was like, dude, get on. Well, it was parked. I was like, get on it, and like I filmed like the exhaust and then the, the supercharger.
1: Oh yeah, like because
0: you that little whine, and a whiny.
1: Yep. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, there's a there's a, there's some dude, there's some guy who owns this supercharged truck that lives in the neighborhood behind us. I can and, and I, I think it's I think his truck is a diesel. And I, and I is that a thing like a supercharged diesel engine?
2: The only ones I know of are from way back that did construction work when they were 71s on them.
1: I this this guy, I could always hear his fucking truck coming from like a half a mile away and it's got it's got that whole like throaty freaking thing going oh, yeah, on yeah, 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 but but it's he's just cruising he's just like rolling like five miles an hour down the street think, but you can you can hear that supercharged freaking thing going on
0: i think this has where you can actually control uh the the exhaust to make less noise
1: ah uh, yeah wow man yep damn okay I know. Dude, Bullshit, this, man. This Merry thing, Christmas to your old man.
2: Damn. Yeah,
0: this thing is so technologically advanced. Like, it keeps track. It literally tr- keeps track of, like, like how fat, like, if you do a 0 to 60, like, how yeah. fat, and, it, like, you can export all the information it does, like, when you're in launch control, you can set electronically, like, where you want it to shift the RPMs you want it to shift at before you go, like, it's a truck.
1: That's fucking nuts. <laughs> It's that's, like, so you can show off to your friends or something.
0: It's a truck. Yeah, especially when you get the red one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at me. I got truck.
0: Metal <laughs> no finger red. Well, I mean, you are in Texas, so... Well, uh, you know,
1: that goes without saying, you know. I mean, at least if you're from Texas, you know. I know that that's a very big deal. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But, Anyhow. yeah, no. Um, yeah,
0: so... Came home, um, and even though we were here maybe 11 months ago, no, eight, nine months ago, um, yeah, man, like even, even then, with that nine months' time, so much has already changed, it's, it's insane.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it is, it's crazy, and it's everywhere. I mean, it's, I think that's one of the hard things, you know, it's sort of like you're talking about reminiscing and things like that, like. You know, we obviously came back here every, you know, year, or whatever, you know, when I was active duty, come home on leave and you see things growing and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's different when you move back and you're living full time and you really see the extent to which, you know, a particular area is is growing. Um, you know, here, you know, here in the state of Bain, you know, one of the biggest issues that is confronting people here is housing. Um, it's really hard to find affordable housing here. Maine is actually, you know, probably contrary to what a lot of people would think. Maine is actually a, a pretty expensive state to live in, um, and a lot of that comes down to heating costs. Uh, and and no, you know, they're not the doing any but. What's heat? that?
0: Oil to heat, gas to heat, electric, oh yeah, all all yeah. of the above.
1: Oh, I mean that's. And that's if you're typically if you're running electric, you're doomed because it's just way too expensive. Uh, I know that this year, the cost of home heating oil has gone up like 80 percent or some crazy thing. I mean, and the thing that sucks is that you do. I mean, you have the you know, at the same time, you've got all of these increased expenses you know, Maine has the oldest, you know, the oldi- oldest median age, you know, population of any state in the country.
0: Which is weird because I would think it would be Florida.
1: Well, And that's the thing is, but the people who live up here, they don't live down in Florida the whole year. You know, they only go down to Florida for the, they only go down to Florida for the winter. The snowbirds. Right. You know, but the average age of a person living in the state of Maine is 45 years old. You know, so you're talking about a lot of older people who are living on fixed, fixed incomes, but now they're, you know, now they're having to pay all this extra money to heat their houses. Man, I Um, would
0: just put some trees down and sell wood.
1: Well, and that's what I'm saying, dude. That's why, you know, but then again, you know, you actually have, you know, and that's, I've said that to, to Jennifer for years, like, dude, we get a house, we need to make sure that we've got a wood stove or that we've got, you know, some form of wood heat, you know, this type of thing. Uh, you know, but now you got these people who are trying to get all mental and put an end to people heating their houses with wood, you know, because the wood smoke is going to fucking destroy the atmosphere and, you know, we're all going to hell. So, you know, it's like, well, I guess, I don't know, the climate goes crazy and we fucking burn to death or we it's freeze in the winter.
0: burning thing is wood.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, they don't care. I mean, anything that's carbon that's burning is the devil. So, you know, um, anyway, but like I say, you know I mean, it, 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 it's right so there you go <laughs> the is see so you're
2: it's on the on the back end, yeah, of course,
1: right, exactly, you know no worries about that though, no worries about that
2: it all goes to Africa, it's no big deal
1: right right, exactly, you know it's lithium. just it's, it's 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 the it's the lithium batteries, you know, the lithium that all the little African hands have to dig and and put together yeah, I mean, yeah, tear yeah, yeah. Apart. I mean, right, exactly. I'll cut down the wood myself. I won't ask any small African people to do it or small Chinese people to do it. I'll just do it myself. That's, I mean, that's why I want some property, dude. So I can crop, dude, all I'd, all I'd have to do is cut down a, a few trees a year. You know what I'm saying? Like cut down a few trees a year, have enough property that the trees grow back, and I can just keep my freaking house. I don't even have to have somebody come and attach a fucking hose to it.
2: You can talk with, when I gotta say. I got, I got, you, I got, I got a serious say. question. Is hemp legal in the state of Maine? Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely! And
2: then you've got your solution right there. You got thermal, thermal dynamic efficient houses that you can heat with your hemp byproduct.
1: That's what I'm talking about.
2: The solutions are all right there.
1: Oh, dude, I got a, I got a, I got a dispensary that's right over the next town over here. This place called, and this is here's a little pitch, yeah, highbrow, yeah. highbrow. Yeah, you know,
2: totally different though. Well, I
1: mean, different. obviously, we're talking about marijuana, not hemp. You know, I mean, yes, marijuana is legal
2: in Maine. Yeah. So, I, I, the marijuana part, I'm cool, with, but the hemp side is such a cash cow that nobody talks about.
1: No, it is true. It is make true.
2: Out of it. The houses. That's what i want No, you could you that. could insulate
1: it, houses with that shit.
2: Yeah, it's it breathes. There's no byproduct that's lethal. It's all. It's so green. It uh, yeah. I could go See?
1: for hours. See now, this is what Alan needs to share with the group. With the it, people. It, Share with the people. Tell your truth. (laughs) Speak speak your truth, Alan.
2: I'm ready for some hemp houses to be built here in the state of Texas because we get hit with tornadoes. And guess what doesn't get destroyed? Cement. You can make hemp cement for cheap off your own property and build your own house.
1: Hemp cement?
2: Yeah, it's, it's badass. They build houses with it in a... North Carolina, the cool town in North Carolina. Give me one second. Asheville. See, Asheville Alan, is correct. So you're, is- you're gonna have to you
1: have to share some of this stuff. You have to like pro- provide like some linkage for the website or something so people can tune of- in.
2: I have my yes. un- my unreal PhD, but PhD in this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you, yeah. You know, there you go. Why? No, I
2: want you to know we are the first. We we have it
0: documented within our when the in the annals of our show that we said uh, that there's gonna be a way for you to get a degree
1: through by YouTube.
0: watching videos on YouTube.
1: Absolutely. Yes. It'll happen.
0: YouTube university. Yeah and when happen.
1: that happens we're reaping the residuals.
0: Nope. We're we're getting something.
1: The hell yes we are.
0: We're getting something because we Yes we it. are.
1: That and when people start utilizing in common common usage the term prepan.
2: Pre-pan. pre-pan, yes. I want to know what pre-pan is. Pre-pandemic. It's
1: pre-pandemic. It was like the yeah, world. Really you remember the world, that. but you know, in, in, the, in the pre-pan name. world.
0: It's the band name. <laughs> well, his his band's name is Homunculus.
1: Homunculus.
0: Hey, by the way, Alan plays the drums.
1: Hey, there we go. See,
0: Alan used to be the premier John Bonham uh, drummer in in our in our city. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, those are so. those are some rough right. licks, man. You know what? Our summers would be. I would go over to Alan's house with guitar in, and in uh, amp, and we would just play along with Led Zeppelin.
1: Yes, all day, every day. Yeah.
2: All day, every day.
1: That makes and sense.
2: Our first show ever, Drew Wilson's house, <laughs> playing Zeppelin. And yes,
1: humanity. there we go. There we go. So go. did you ever did, did you ever actually get like the like all of the the single foot bass drum licks?
0: Oh yeah, I've got. I've got Re- to speak. Really? Yeah. yeah, he was a he was also a Rush freak. Yes.
1: Oh, I was too. See, Alan and I like we're yeah, we're 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 coming from the same place. I was totally the Dude, same way. Bonham, Bonham, to- and Neil Pert—they are like my freaking drumming heroes.
0: You'd yes. also listen to a lot of Boston. Yeah.
1: Damn. Yeah, I dig Boston. I mean, not for the drums, but... Oh,
0: no, I mean, oh, the no, Boston
1: no, no. Just classic rock, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I think they're one of the greatest classic rock bands ever. Absolutely. Rock and roll bands! <laughs> and yeah, you, roll band. you can't go you can't go wrong, man. That vocal harmony, everyone knows it. You hear that guitar, you're like, oh, Tom Schultz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly that's it that's yeah. it that's that's the tone that's the tone
2: I gotta yes. tell you the story so Jeremy comes into town unbeknownst to me we're like hey let, let's go to this club we're gonna go out tonight I'm like okay cool that sounds good we show up this little freaking club by a pretty bad lake area in Dallas and I'm like oh who are we here to see Jackass here goes ah we're not here to see anybody we're here to play <laughs>
1: no way
2: <laughs> oh yeah Oh, oh yeah. Jeremy.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: that, that night started. It was a blues jam. It was. And uh, I got to say, that night, the, the drum set really didn't fit me too well, <laughs> other than the cymbals. So I channeled my, my inner Dave Abernese from Pearl Jam. That cymbal <laughs> crazy that night. Yep. <laughs> to the ire of everybody on stage. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't the because you know, we, we did uh, in Deep was, Well, Yeah, but that's the first time. Hey, man, I'm just going to take you somewhere. And- <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you, did, did you, did anybody give you the side eye? No, no, yeah. no. Everybody was yeah. cool. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, cause everybody. dude, I'll tell you right now, the, 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 the freaking, the blues jam, the blues jam, like if you, if you can't hang, I'll tell you, there's some times my, the guys in my band every once in a while, they go to this blues jam and i know the guy that's the bass player in my band he goes to this thing and it was like his his first time going and he's trying to play along and for whatever reason he can't hear like he can't i think it was like he couldn't hear what was coming out of his amp or something basically comes to realize that he's like a complete half step out of tune with the rest of the band and of course the whole time they're playing everybody's looking at him like what's your fucking problem you know, and he does. He's just like, are you, "What? Are you I us right now?" Yeah, you know. You know
0: what it is? It's I had to buy all this expensive equipment. Like, this is my one time to come <laughs> out and play, and you're fucking
1: it up. You're fucking it up! I can't be in bed. I can't practice. I only have time for the blues jam. I
0: That's only got it. one time
1: to play I... the blues jam. Listen,
0: man, I. Hosting a blues jam in ch- fucking Chicago. Those are the guys I got. And they got real picky on like who they played with. And all. I'm like, just form a fucking band.
1: The like, guys at the blue jams were picking up, were picky? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh no, 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 no. That this is will not the stand. Of the blues jam. This will yeah. not stand.
0: No. I don't want to play with this guy. No. Uh, the two you got, dude.
1: Yeah. No, that's what it is. Dude, you don't get to
0: pick yeah, who I'll you play with at the Blues Jam. The worst nights ever to be the host is when no one who sings shows up. Oh. You singing every fucking song. Shit. For four fucking
1: hours. Aye, aye, aye. It's like, fuck. All right, I, I will, I gotta, although you're talking about the Zeppelin thing. Do you tell Alan about the, uh, the Get the Let Out, the show that I went to go see with Kenzie like a month ago? No, month no. no. Ago? Oh, dude. The the if you if you guys get that's, the chance, that's
0: the all female one, right? No
1: no 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 no. That's that's Les that's Les Zeppelin. Les Zeppelin.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. No, this is get the lead out. This is this is a group that is not a tribute band. Like they don't pretend to be Zeppelin. Like their whole point, their whole goal is You're not. To... Greg Van Fleet. No 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 no. <laughs> the, their their whole thing is that they want. They want to be able to, as accurately as possible, replicate exactly what you hear on the album. Mm. So, like, there's points in the show where they've got, like, three guys playing guitar at the same time. They're playing, like, ten years gone off of physical graffiti. And there's, like, you know, in the actual recording, you can hear there's, like, probably four or five guitars all layered on top of each other. Well, they've got three dudes up there who are all playing the different parts uh, they did freaking when the levee breaks and it gets to the point where there's actually two harmonicas that are playing at the same time, and they have two dudes on stage. Each of them are playing harmonica and play. I mean, it's freaking amazing. And did the dude
2: that they had the drummer in a stairwell. <laughs> uh, the drummer oh, was oh, the one. Yeah, no, 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 no. See now,
1: the drummer was the one dude that to me was sort of a disappointment. Oh, and I go. say and I say this because and I they think Alan.
2: Because
1: dude, they had two I, well, I think that Alan, you'd agree with me. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, in front of an audience like this, you're gonna try to pull off Zeppelin, and you're playing drums, dude. You better have every single one of those freaking licks down pat. Damn
2: yeah, packed, yeah, absolutely.
1: And and as a drummer, you. my like as a drummer myself, and as a fan, dude, I know what every single one of those licks are. Absolutely, I I can hear them like when the song is going, I'm like I'm waiting to hear a particular fill or whatever you the case may be. Yeah, like <laughs> the, he's just like he's sort of making up it. He's sort of like just like sliming over some of the stuff.
0: So, so let me tell you something. Uh, Alan drove my car. He drove a Tesla today for the first time. Woo-woo. Um, and of course because I'm in, I'm at home. First of all, we rolled into playing ZZ Top and okay, I, I cried because my oldest son knew every song that, that we were, I was playing. I was like, oh my God.
1: Nah, you're doing good. But you're doing good.
0: we're playing Pantera and Alan in, in normal Alan fashion is playing the, the, the car drums. Oh, of and, course. And the Pantera.
1: You have to you're
0: driving the car. You, yeah. You know. We're doing walk. At we're doing yeah at a, We're doing walk. Have some how everything, dude. Like yep. it's just broken. I
1: broke it. Oh, dude, it's um, sick.
0: But but those guys, uh, for especially for some of the guys that went to our high school, um, like those guys are like complete like heroes. Oh uh, yeah. Alan's brother went to school with Dimebags Guitar Tech. He was actually our neighbor.
1: Yeah. Wow, really. Yeah, yeah, so we'll talk
0: to him to this day,
1: Great. That's fucking crazy. But
0: yeah. but they had a studio here. Like, dude, my bachelor party was was at um. What was the, what was the name of his place? Drummers.
2: It, it was uh the clubhouse. The clubhouse. That's where my bachelor party was.
1: Oh, is, is this Vinnie Falls place? place?
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's Dimebag and Vinnie Strip Club. Yep.
1: Oh Jesus. Wow.
2: It's now under new ownership because it was so much fun. Oh, dude, I
1: can imagine. That had to be insane. I, I, I got put in yard
0: arms on stage. Oh. yes. In Spain. <laughs> and got, yep.
2: I, uh, nice. I worked yard the, arms. Yard arms. <laughs> I worked at the House of Blues for the first five years as stage manager and, you know, stage hand. And we had a, a Norwegian metal band came in, and a couple of Dallas Stars Norwegian players were up there. And we ended up taking all those guys out to that clubhouse. And we have this Irish, or actually, it was Scottish, uh, roadie, and the guy flipped out because he had gone to the clubhouse like 20 years earlier and had the. To... And this yeah. guy lost his mind when we showed up there. <laughs> he went nuts, man. It was it was a very fun, good. Night that's
1: though. that's freaking cool, dude. That's very very cool. I
2: wish I wish I had a video of his flashback when we showed up to that parking lot.
1: <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah, no, it, that's that's pretty cool, man. That is very very cool. But
2: yeah, so so
0: like we had it, and oh, th- this is a great segue. Alan was also in a Beatles cover band.
1: He was really. Ringo. I was. Ringo.
0: Ringo. So, have you finished it?
1: I did. I did. All right. Yep. Uh, All
0: right. Get back. I haven't seen it yet.
1: Oh, you gotta see it, Alan.
0: No, well, I'm sorry. This has been an assignment now for like three weeks.
1: Yeah, no, and I finally got. I finally finished it. Um, very, very interesting, man. I mean, on so many levels, um, you know, and we
0: the last time we talked about this, you had not finished (coughs) the first episode, and you hadn't gotten to where George. Tell me about that whole scene.
1: Um, I was sort of shocked by it because I just, I never knew. I never knew. I, I guess a, a big thing was just that until I watched this thing, I really had no idea that George was so disenchanted with the whole thing. Like he really he was. Say. What's that?
0: He didn't have a say.
1: That's what I'm saying. I mean, it was, it was very obvious you know, even from the first episode, you know, there's there's points where you can tell that George is just sort of like, "What am I doing here?"
0: Well, you know, like you I'm up. just. very Krishna, dude, there.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's He's him, just like in
0: the corner, like.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, there's a dude who's and, like Rangan's
0: like who's that? One of George's mm-hmm. friends. Oh, <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's just it's. It, it's... Oh yeah, the guy in the because corner, the Golden
0: Child, and shit
1: yeah <laughs> no, but, but it was it was the fact that he it was the fact that he obviously you know and, and I think that they put it I think it was John who actually put it really well. It's like, you know when he and when he and Paul are working together, they're a team, you know, for George, there was no team. It's just George. He was you know like up. yeah, well, he's
2: that he, shit is that much better.
1: But that's the thing is that he had his oh, own stuff. He had his own. And some of his material I'm, is some of the. What? Some of the stuff that is. Some of the George Harrison material is some of the most Obama. famous. You know, Obama Be, Obama Beatles, Obama. Beatles material.
0: No. The, the number one. Here comes the sun. Right. Um, something. Like, yes. Those are the best. Like selling and the songs that produce the most. Right. George. All of them. They were all George. Who had the best solo.
1: Yes.
2: George. Yeah.
1: No, well, and, that's, and that was the thing is that, you know, but at the same time, um, you know, I mean, like them going and like, he basically says, I'm done. And of course, they try to get him back in the fold. The other thing that was interesting was when they make this move from the soundstage to the Apple studios. Um, yeah. And I think that that's really, and that's really a testament to a uh, working environment, you know, and... and especially when you're writing um, when you're composing and you're doing this collaboratively, it really is essential that you're working in an environment where everybody feels comfortable and you're able to sort of just, and you know become engrossed by it. And that was very obviously not happening when they were at this sound studio. It was, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, they, they got into movie mode,
1: right? It was like, you know, what are we doing here? Like there's, what is the plan? What are we, you know, what is the goal? Um, once they got into Apple Studios, you can see them really working together. Like, George comes back into the fold. They're working together. I thought one of the great things to see was how excited you could see. I mean, everybody in the band as it's moving forward, like, you could sense that even towards the end. Like, they didn't even want to stop. Like, because they're actually beca- they're, they're getting a lot of work done. And you can see that they're really, really enjoying it. Um, there was one point where uh, I think it was, I think it was John who actually made some remark about like, I think it was either him or George made some remark about how much he loved the place. Cause it felt like being at home, yeah. you know, and like the night before they do the, the rooftop concert, like John's talking about, well, like, why don't we just spend the night here and we can get up in the morning and like, and I'm hearing those, I'm hearing comments, statements like that, that conversation. And it's like, dude, that's when you know you're really loving what you're doing because you don't want to walk away from it. Like, you're so in tune with it. You're creating such a great collaborative and, and, uh, and productive rhythm with what you're doing. Um, and it was great to see that, dude. Seeing them, like, seeing the footage of them at, the like, the rooftop concert, I mean, to me, that was awesome because you're seeing, like, especially with, with George or with uh, John and Paul, Dude, you're watching them, and it's like they're having so much fun.
0: Well, and, and then, and even like the first take of uh, "Don't Let Me Down," and John forgets the fucking lyrics.
1: Oh yeah, he's just like making and them so
0: that poor bastard has to sit up there in the fucking cold and hold the lyrics.
1: Right. While, oh yeah, like, yeah. I- yeah. I was
0: like, dude, it's Ed Sheeran. He fucking time. He's he right, exactly. time warped. Right. Exactly. From
1: Yeah, but but it was, but that that was, I mean, you could see how, you could see how, like, they had gotten to this point. One of the other things that was really cool was that you could see throughout this whole thing where they're starting to work on material that isn't even on the Let It Be album. It's material that doesn't,
0: uh, right?
1: Exactly. Like stuff that doesn't show up until Abbey Road. Yeah. Okay, so
0: what did you think about the whole Yoko situation?
1: I just, you know, to be honest, people,
0: do people owe her an apology?
1: No. no, no, no. I mean, I think that I think people that... made a
0: lot, Why I say that is because people made a lot of assumptions, like she was just there being a bitch. But yeah. literally, she, she, she was there the entire time and didn't say one fucking word. And what what did Paul say, right? Because there is a point where John quit yeah. at the same time that George quit, right? Right. And he was like yeah, like, you know, fifty years from now, which is the now time, people are gonna say, you know, the band split up because Yoko sat on a guitar amp.
1: Right. Yeah. Like well, I mean that the- moment
0: that moment right there is the most prolific moment of the entire series because you could see in his face like this is fucking done. We're done. He oh was yeah. about to He's about to, and then what happens? He's like, John's on the phone. You want to talk to him? Yeah. yeah. Let me. Let's go. Like he no, gets no, up. No, you like, could. What?
1: You could literally. And there was that. This is. This is before they left the soundstage, and yep. you could see in that conversation it was really wild. Like that close up on Paul after he makes this Weird. statement, and you can yep. see that he's literally starting to tear up. Yeah. You know, like he's sitting there thinking, like because they don't know if John's going to show up. Yeah, like they and he, left, and
0: and that's the thing. I can't do this without John.
1: Right, but like at the that
0: same, was at his moment.
1: But at the same time, I think that with Paul, what you also saw in this was that Paul had really gotten to the point where he was sort of starting to outgrow the Beatles. You know. Like Paul had let it, ideas. Let
0: it be, dude. God damn it!
1: You know, like he had, <laughs> well, he had ideas that he knew that he he understood that the guys he was working with had particular limitations. Uh,
0: and as to so, because uh, when, when,
1: when I when I say, say it
0: writing, it wasn't the I, it wasn't the writing. Saying, no, no, what you're, I'm saying. You're putting I'm, George and and John on the spot.
1: No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that he, you could, you can tell that there's points, and this is what really was pushing George out the door, was that Paul is, you know, he's having that conversation with, he's having that conversation with with John, which was recorded, and they didn't even know it when they're what actually dude, like, that, having,
0: how about that fucking that conversation?
1: You're like they're talking, and basically, you know. John is saying to, to Paul, like, you always have to be the boss. Like, no matter what the situation is, you always have to be the one who's in charge, you know, and George, and and Paul's looking at him going, what are you talking about? That's not, that's you. You're the one who always has to be in charge, you know? And, and John is just trying to explain to, to Paul in that moment, like there's a reason why George is feeling the way that he's feeling, you know, because, you're always dictating to him what you want him to do instead of just letting him be George and letting George do what George wants to do. You know what I'm saying? So and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that there's limitations in terms of George's abilities or or you know whatever. I'm saying that he wanted to be the one to be able to look at the people around him and be the master of the show to be able well, to say this is the part and this is what I want you to play.
0: That was the whole argument though between George and Paul was right. like I'm, I'm not you out, I' I'm, well I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to fit into your arrangement. He was like, no right. well, I want you to hear it first and then you well no but like and at one point George just said, hey, you just tell me what to play and I'll play right, it. and I'll play or it. right play
1: or yeah. I'll play right yeah and I think that in that is where you see the beginning of the end. You know, I think that what you see there is that you have these guys who who they are best friends. They love spending time with each other. They love playing with you know playing with each other. But at the same time, like they're getting to this point where they want to be able to step outside of this thing and you know start why? doing.
0: Now that you mentioned, because you said it like that, you know what is because they they want to be able to go out in the public by themselves instead of. As the Beatles,
1: right, and,
0: and that's exactly what happened. Well, and that's on, and, right? and you
1: could see once they got to Apple Studios, and they're like, you know, they're there and they're working, and they're actually really enjoying this process, and they actually start talking about like we should bring people down here to like play with us.
0: Well, you know, and like Billy Preston, when he wow,
1: oh yeah, absolutely.
0: They, they were and they, number two, yeah. like it revived the the entire. Like absolutely
1: that having that having that voice there to be able to integrate into what they were doing was like wow okay like this is fresh this is like a new element that we could use and um, anybody
0: in anybody who's written music you know you're in a an original band i was in an originals band like that happens sometimes it's like what the fuck? Oh, yeah. oh yeah
1: oh sure no absolutely but i think because it was you interesting get,
0: you get used to how you're playing you know what i mean like oh right I'm
1: like oh yeah yeah, no, that is definitely true. I think, but I think yeah, it was interesting how, how they in, right?
0: right <laughs> in the band sense well, <laughs> because they were because
1: because like they were even saying they're like you know we, we should like bring people down here and you know and and George even says yeah you know like it could be like Beatles and company pre you know yeah like totally them thinking like well I mean we could do this thing but we could bring people like. They're talking about like bringing freaking Dylan down or, or whoever, you know, to come and play with them, Yeah, know, just, just to bring, you know, new ideas and whatever. But you can definitely see, I think it was great to see because there are moments there that, that especially early on, you could tell that John was not enthused.
0: Well, yeah, no, well, no, John was
1: fucking high as a kite. Well, right. But he just was not, what are you talking about? he was on heroin. What are you uh, talking about? Ah, dude, he just was not digging what they were doing. You know, but and they, and
0: I love how they just get bored and start like fucking around with the song, oh ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. yeah, when they you start to, know,
1: when I they start you... they start doing like the old tunes, but they start messing around with them and like joking with them, yep, yeah. oh, dude,
0: the disdain on George's face when Paul and John are looking at each other while they're singing the song, two of us, two of us, oh. no yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and it's like, oh, yeah. No, but it was, like I say, I mean, but it was it was awesome to see, like, I think the other thing was that you could, I think you could really tell with John, that John was really tired of just being stuck in the studio all the time. I think John really wanted to get out and start playing in front of an audience. And you can see when they get up onto that rooftop, like, he is having so much fun yeah. being up there and playing for people. Um... And we you know, have
0: been the bottles.
1: Well, and that's the thing. You know, and that's and that's the thing, is that you know, like he did that whole he did that whole Rolling Stone Rock and Roll Circus. You know, and when he played it that and that,
0: he oh, was yeah, playing
1: with I mean he was playing with that <laughs> yeah. with Clapton and Yoko. Um and that whole thing, if you've ever seen, have you ever seen the rock and roll yeah, circus? I
0: thought, oh yeah, dude. <laughs>
1: Dude, that whole thing that they're doing with Yoko, that trash gets like way too avant-garde for me. I'm like, nah, nope. Well, there's digging. that
0: whole Yoko thing. She's like, ah,
1: oh, that whole that. screaming thing. I'm just like, oh my god.
0: What did you think about? Um... Let's see, we talked about the Yoko thing. Oh, it was the first mentionings of the guy who, uh, was it Alan Cummings?
1: No, Klein. and Andy Klein, who was oh, the, Klein. the guy who wanted to become their manager.
0: Yep. And and,
1: and, yeah. and John was totally, like, totally enchanted with him. You know, like, John shows up and he's just like, this guy's amazing. Like, he knows us, like, better than we know each other. And he knows everything about the band. And, you know, all he's got some great ideas. And very quickly, it was almost like the other guys in the group are just sort of like, eh. Like, just stalker. Yeah, like, they just were not into, they're like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, but you never know. I mean,
0: who was the guy that that managed, like, you, the guy that you don't like, managed the Eagles? Oh, Irving Azoff. Alan, Alan has intimate relations with the Eagles. Very.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. No,
0: because a a former uh, flame of his is the personal assistant to uh, Don Don Henley. Oh
1: God, Don! I spent many a
2: time in his mansions.
1: Are you kidding me?
2: I've, I've literally, LA. I've literally no. broken his drums. <laughs> he, <laughs> she had to call Pace to get a new set <laughs> because because he he lives in Dallas, mm.
0: and and his his girl was was the assistant is or is still she still is yeah, oh, okay. still is,
1: but yeah don henley there's uh, Azov,
0: and who's the other guy there's one more guy because you said they're they're like the illuminati of rock and roll they are they ruined it all
2: but it's funny mm-hmm. y'all are talking about I, seriously while y'all were talking beatles all i could think was god damn it sounds like the eagles like completely oh everything the, 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 y'all yeah. talked about it's like a foreshadowing it's like it's like the prerequisite for yeah. musicians well,
1: and I, so, think that, I just, right. I, I think that the, I think that, you know, the whole point is, is just that, you know, the, the, the documentary was insightful. It was awesome to see them in that element. I think that it it really was Can't this. And
0: they're only 27 fucking years old. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, they're like in their late twenties. I mean, you realize the careers that these guys have ahead of them. And the fact that for them, you know, the band, you know, it's kind of like, you know, because one of the things that I, I know that for years and years and possibly to this day, you know, one of the big things that that certain people have have resented was this, you know, was the fact that Paul was the first one to quit the band. No. Officially.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, like officially quit the band.
0: And well, he's the one that sent the letter out to everyone saying we're done.
1: That's And that's what I'm saying is that, you know, because a lot of people were like, you know, it was, you know, it was George or it was John.
2: The the main...
1: Right. You know, but it, you know, and it was almost like, you know, was Paul basically just trying to like, you know, be the first one out the door. You know, Did so you that he, a he... he... Say what?
2: Do you have a favorite Beetle? Duh, Ringo.
1: No. Ah, I don't know. Your this, this, this really challenged it. I will say that, Jeremy. Uh, like watching that documentary really... I've never been like super fond of John Lennon. Okay. I've never really been super fond of him, but that documentary really for me was like, wow, this is like seeing John Lennon being a per like human.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like not this sort of arguments they get into. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, John has been
0: my favorite and this, this documentary cemented it.
1: Dude, when, when John is sitting there on the floor with the mic, and they keep trying to fucking run this take or whatever. And he's, it gets to this point where he just like looks up and he's just like, what the fuck is going on?
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so, so did it, bo- did their rehearsal or the amount of time that they spent bother you just fucking
1: around? Um, no.
0: Remember, remember this this wasn't the entire is 57 hours and it was cut down yeah right?
1: no no i know i mean i don't i don't I think, think about they, it all
0: the time not to mention in the fact they didn't show up until 10 11 12 o'clock in the afternoon
1: actually also, you want to know you want to know honestly probably the biggest thing that bothered me about this about the whole thing was the fact that you saw um what's his name fucking glenn uh yeah. um, What's his his last name? Johns, uh,
0: Glenn Johns.
1: Right. I mean, and this guy is legend, legend. I mean, this is a guy who recorded some of the biggest names in rock and roll.
0: And and you know what? He didn't know what the fuck he was doing.
1: Well, I mean, they. I will say that they were putting these guys with all this moving around and all this stuff, they were putting these guys uh, from the technical side of things under extreme circumstances. Yeah. You know? Um,
0: But but I... So I was watching from a technical aspect. Like, when they were in Apple Studios, where his, like, mic placements were and shit, like, oh, let's just fucking try this. Let's try it. Let's do it. Right. But now, I will say, from one aspect, that first, they were first So... He he was the guy that was kind of inventing this shit as a
1: right, sure, yep.
0: But it, if you listen to "Let It Be" the original versus the Naked Sessions is what it's called versus right. the twenty, I think it's a twenty twenty mix. Like how like how it's improved, and they didn't do anything; they just remixed it. They didn't, you know. Uh, do anything as far as like digital enhancements
1: right well see and this is my point is that he went through that entire thing that we watch in the documentary right and more because we don't even see the stuff where they're actually recording final takes of all the stuff that they did in the studio you know like he goes through that whole thing but then when it comes time to do a final mix and release this album they fired him yep and brought in a completely different producer to take all the stuff and like do his version of it and, and that's and what you was, hear
0: because he had other commitments because this one one went over
1: right you know so like, to me and, and I know talking. that and I know that he I know that Glenn Johns really resented that shit because of all the stuff that he had done to try to make that whole thing come together and he had a vision for what he was going to make this album sound like and we never got to hear that. you know um, I really wish that we could I, re- I wish that we could hear from a producer's standpoint his version of this album. Um, I think that because I think in his mind like he I, I heard uh, read a quote by him talking about how basically it was just you know a bunch of lipstick and gobbledygook that was put all over it to make it sound the way that it does, you know that basically was overproduced. Um, and what he was really trying to do was capture them in their element, you know, of the, which I think was the goal, ultimately, of what so they were was, trying yeah, to do. was why it's called Get Back. Like get right. Back. Like, get back to just playing together and writing together and, and capturing the moment. Um, so, like I say, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, to answer your question, I think that for me, it was, it was really cool to see John being John. And not sort of being this character that he's put in, like as in popular, like pop culture, you did know. And you, you talk.
0: Did Jen watch it with you or
1: no? No, fuck no. <laughs> 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 That's why it took me three weeks to finish the damn thing, dude. dude I'm like, I'm I'm too busy watching Yellowstone and, um. Yeah, I've watched it five times. Oh, dude. I mean, the I will say a uh, couple things totally on on the different note. Um uh Ted Lasso. Have you guys yep. watched this? Dude, Amazing I
0: show. Lasso before Ted Lasso was cool.
1: Dude, honestly, unbelievable said, show.
0: Anybody who's an aspiring leader needs to watch that is it's it's
1: yes. It's a... yeah. Yes. And I'll tell you what it, I said to Jennifer the other night we were watching it. You know what it reminds me of? The 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 uh the script It reminds me of Scrubs. Huh? There's something about the the delivery of like these. Yeah. I was like, wow, this really reminds me of Scrubs. I am super excited to watch. I got came out last night uh, is that new show 1883. It's the prequel to Yellowstone. That shit looks awesome. Yellowstone. We have caught up to that. The other one that we've been watching is uh, Mayor of Kingstown. I don't know if you've watched that at all. That's that's a pretty cool show.
2: Island. I've seen a couple.
1: Yeah. Um and before we sign off, hey.
0: Yeah, cuz I mean, it probably be the last show of the year.
1: No, probably, yeah. So, before we sign off though,
0: actually, you know what? We should do one next week a year in review.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah no, totally. Favorite Christmas tune. What is it?
0: Oh, that Oh no. go ahead. I'll try to Mine's
1: make- I'll be home for Christmas. I'll be oh, it's so special.
0: Now, well, I mean more than half my life is but that's been the thing, right? Christmas. That's and what Hollis. I'm saying. Oh, Run DMC Christmas, Christmas and, and Hollis. Hollis. That's mine.
1: Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I Truly. was going to say cuz I know that I know that I know last year we did this whole thing. Uh Father Christmas by the Kinks
2: yes oh, good. okay dude, yeah it is
1: such an amazing freaking song rock. dude So fucking punk rock oh yeah. my yeah. god it's such a great yeah. tune such a great tune say so alan dude a totally thanks for getting on here it's such an awesome <laughs> it's like live but not live you know it's okay. like uh it's like you know the text message of destiny without the text message which is really cool <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, text
0: message them to come over i'm just <laughs> destiny there
1: you go. You're just destiny. Destiny's I am child.
0: inevitable.
1: He's just destiny's child. There you go.
0: Start him Thanos. We're playing golf. <laughs> we're playing golf tomorrow. Oh, God bless you. Um, Wednesday, my cousin who who was on, who has the Twitch, like yes, yeah. I'm gonna be on his show on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, I'm going to the bowl game. Uh, my alma mater, University of Missouri, is playing Army at the Armed Forces Bowl. Oh, cool. So we're going to that. Uh, then it's Christmas Eve. And then it's Christmas and then Cowboys game. I may be getting tickets to the fucking Mavericks game. Like
1: it's fucking crazy. Let's go. Oh, damn. There you go. That sounds like a hell of a vacation right there. Hey, yeah, so for the so folks who are out there checking out the show, I want to say from all of us or, you know, here on the show, thank you for tuning in. A very Merry Christmas. A happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever that thing is that you do. A happy one to you. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to get some stuff put up on to put up. Uh, some copies We need this, this whole hemp thing, yeah. Alan. The,
2: the yeah. links are coming. Alan's okay. To
1: Bill. Yes, we need that. Uh, and we'll throw up some videos of some, uh, some Chris, Christmas tunes. And uh, we'll be talking to you next week. So you guys have an awesome Christmas. I hope you guys have an absolute bl- blast. Stay safe. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. See you. Peace. <laughs>